You are listening to episode 293 on University of Adversity. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. up everybody welcome back to the show oh man today's a very special episode i'm going to get into my experience so far in costa rica and my beautiful experience with the powerful medicine of ayahuasca so if you guys are new to the show please hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to and if you guys do get value from this i would love to hear your thoughts Share this with somebody, leave us a review, whatever you can, um, because I'm really going to try to capture the essence of my experience. Um, obviously, it's hard sometimes to be able to quantify in language what you experience in these different uh, realms in psychedelics and especially with ayahuasca. So I'll do my best with what I can remember. It was about a week ago I wanted everything to sort of process and allow it to kind of sink in. And now I'm able to share the lessons that I learned. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy, guys. So, oh, where do I begin? So, I got to Costa Rica December 31st on New Year's Eve. We were, I arrived in San Jose, went right to this place called Dominical, spent a, a day there, met some friends from Fit for Service, hung out there, and then I ended up coming to Santa Teresa a few days later, and that's where I've spent the bulk of the time so far. Um, awesome little beach town, lots of cool cafes, all of that. That's where I recorded some episodes as well. And so I spent about, a, I think, 10 days there with a few friends from Fit for Service. A couple other friends from Fit for Service had just finished their experience with ayahuasca, so we met up with them. So it was really, it was really awesome, that first chunk. So spend time there kind of prepping for the medicine, right? So there's a dieta that it's called. And when you go into plant medicines like this, it's best to really prepare Right. Not only with intentions, but like prepare your body for the medicine. I think it's two weeks before, obviously no alcohol, no sex with yourself or with anybody else. Um, no dairy. Basically all the things that you know you shouldn't have, right? That cause havoc on your body. So there's, there's obviously a list more of things, but those are the main ones. And then a week before you got to go off caffeine, got to go off sugar, you know, dairy, all that kind of stuff, peanuts, any sort of thing that creates like excitement in the body, you want to go off it. And I understand why. So I did that and it's been really powerful, right? And I've really committed to that. Um, I haven't had coffee since, well, I haven't had caffeine in weeks. And this is one thing I never thought I was going to be able to do. And, you know, I've, withstand, I've had to withstand from any sexual activity for, you know, a month now. And it's been really powerful. <laughs> like, and we'll get into that more. But like, um, 
the when it comes to this medicine there's a commitment that you have when you when you sign up to do it it's almost like the medicine starts working ahead of time so and you really get out of the experience what you put into it so it was a commitment to me i didn't think that i was going to be able to quit these things but what i realized was they're just stories and i can create everything i want myself of course, caffeine is nice. Of course, all the things are nice. But we, I realized for myself, I don't need them, right? They were crutches. So that was a big, it's been a big lesson leading up to the experience. So we, on, I believe it was the 17th, took off to Saltara. Saltara is a beautiful retreat center. Um that is very sought after. It's a very amazing place. Like I can't say enough about the people that um, have put this together. The container they created is just amazing. Just these guys really nailed it. So um, Saltara was in this little, little town. It wasn't even a town really, but that was what I think 90 minutes away from Santa Teresa. So we went there, we arrived, it was beautiful. We were greeted, it was amazing. Um, got to meet the crew there, you know, and then we sat down, had some dinner the first night, sort of unwinded. And then, then it kind of started. Then we got into the prep the next day, you know, kind of like what to expect and all that stuff. But I'm not gonna get into too much about that, but I just want you to know that if you're going to do this stuff, like make sure you go do it somewhere that really takes this seriously, that really takes the prep serious. This stuff is no joke. This medicine is no joke. Ayahuasca is so powerful and you need to be educated. You need to know what you're getting into. And I just want to say for sure, again, this medicine isn't for everybody. I'm not condoning psychedelics, but this is just one modality that may be helpful for you if you feel called to it and you're at that point of your life. But you have to educate yourself. You need to do your own research. For me, this is something that was calling me for a while. Um, when I had the opportunity to do this, I had to. Do, I, I knew I had to do it. So, this was put together separately um, from Abby Marcus and Violana Marcus. They were facilitating this, um, kind of just like a group of us. Had, it was completely separate from fit for service. It wasn't a fit for service event. It was just like a group and Aubrey was kind of Aubrey and Violana were kind of the leaders of it. And it was, it was really beautiful. So the opportunity to do that when it came up, I, I had to jump on it. I learned about ayahuasca through Aubrey Marcus. I think I, I learned about Aubrey for the first time in 2018 I was listening to Tim Ferriss's podcast and I was really drawn towards Aubrey's energy and what he was talking about. So I went down the rabbit hole, obviously joined Fit for Service in 2020, and I've joined it again this year and for the first trimester for sure. And the first summit is going to be in Costa Rica. So that is part of the reason why I decided to stay here for as long as I have is because not only is the ayahuasca experience in January, but our summit's in beginning of April. So I thought I'd just come down and escape from, not escape, but just come down and really focus on myself. There's a lot going on in my life, in my business, and 
you know, with, I'm going to be, you know, launching this book. There's a lot of stuff and I'll get into more with the medicine, what it, the downloads I got, but coming down here is really important, especially with the state of the world is that this wasn't, I wasn't coming down here for some sort of luxury trip. It was coming down here to really shake up my energy and really allow myself to create from a place that is going to allow me to make more impact in the world because we need help. And I can't, I couldn't show up in my current situation the way I wanted to and create what I need to create in the environment I was at. So why I'm telling you this story is because when this opportunity came up in September, I knew like it was one of those fuck yes. And I was talking about this before. There's, there's certain things in your life where they're fuck yes. And those are the things you need to just jump on. When you get those, it's important. It's like your soul calling. And so that's what this was. So I knew that it was going to be powerful. So that's why I decided to do this retreat with Aubrey um, and the group. So there was about 20 of us. It was just beautiful. Um, Monday, we learned all the things, protocols, and then we got ready to sit with the medicine for four nights. There was four powerful nights of this amazing medicine. And if you don't know what ayahuasca is, it's a combination of um, different plants, different different brews that is carefully made with intention. And if you want to know exactly, you want to know more about it, go Google it or go look at YouTube. There's, there's documentaries. There's lots of stuff with information. I'm not going to get into the whole the makeup of it, but it's it's very powerful stuff that's been around. So, you know, that was originated in the Amazon thousands of years ago. And who knows how much longer that it's been around. So I've been drawn to this kind of thing and it was very gentle. I went into it very nervous. I was very scared. Also, you know, because we had met up with some of our friends from Fit for Service that had just gone in the week before, I had a bunch of stories about them in my head and I was a little bit worried and I was like, I wanted to know, but at the same time I didn't. And it was one of those things where I, I, a lot of you guys may know, I, I've suffered with anxiety of most of my life. I've, I've always kind of been scared of things. This, this underlying anxiety or fear of doing these things that are uncomfortable, even though I've gotten better at it, it's, it's always been something. And so I had this anxiety going into the first night. So I had one cup. It was really beautiful. You know, we, we sit in the maloka, which is like this like massive, how do I even describe it? Like a massive teepee or something. And the maestros who have been doing this, working with this medicine for like over 30 years, um, they basically set the space, right? They do, they, they get the, they set the space with intention with, they're smoking mapacho, which is like, um, which is like a Brazilian tobacco or per, Peruvian tab, tobacco, South American. And it kind of gets, it, it, it sets the intention and kind of cleans the room of like any evil spirits or whatever. So there's a process that we go through and kind of we're sort of waiting around and then we're called up to do the medicine. So there's, there's the facilitators that are there. There's two facilitators and then there's two maestros. Now they call they're called maestros because they're specific to this 
to the Shipibo tradition. Uh, you, sometimes you'll hear them called shamans. Sometimes you'll hear them maestros. These ones are called maestros. So anyways, wanted to just give you some insight. Um, so when I went up, I was really nervous. I decided to take one cup. One cup was just what I needed for the first night. My intention, my intention going into the entire ceremony was how do I like, how do I uncover my true potential? Like what is holding me back? Like why wouldn't, you know, what, how do I get there? You know, like I know in my heart that up until that point, like I've known my true potential, I could feel it, but like there was something holding me back and I wanted to uncover that. So I went into that the first night and it was really gentle. There wasn't a lot. I could start to feel waves of it. Um, it's a pretty scary thing. They, you know, once you, we've all had the medicine, they turn off the lights and it's completely dark and all you can see is kind of like outside. It's kind of like kind of a creepy feeling, but interesting. And they, we wait about a half hour to an hour. I can't remember for the medicine to kick in. And then the maestros will come around and they'll sing you the Icaros, which is a song, a Shipibo song. And they sit in front of you and they sing it and they do this, this stuff and they open you up and get you ready to receive the medicine and all that. So they go around the entire room. There's 22 of us total. And once they all go, they go around the entire room, both of them, that usually takes us to kind of like the end. And then from the end, there's like the silent period and then the ceremony's over. And if you're still in the medicine, then you got to sit in there and wait. So that night, medicine took a little while for it to kick in, but it started to kick in very lightly. And I started to get this like profound, these downloads. When I say download, I mean insight. So these thoughts of gratitude like just so gra so grateful for my life, so grateful for everybody in it. Like I was almost in tears because it was just like, it was, it was beautiful. And what I was told is that in this medicine, it's all about how your perspective is. Like sometimes things get overwhelming and you just, you need to know that the medicine is working for you. So when you switch things to being grateful and when you go back to your breath, whatever, things are scaring you or whatever world you're in it'll bring you centered you can also smoke mapacho you don't inhale it but it like grounds you so that night i got a little bit of waves of anxiety right away and i was panicking a bit so i could feel it working but then i i switched it from being oh shit like i'm so scared to like i'm so grateful and i started to breathe through it and it allowed me to kind of center myself but there's this overwhelming feeling and didn't really get a lot of visions that first night, but um, I did get some insight into my life and basically things were popping up in my life for my teen years that were areas where I felt like the confident boy that I was changed like there was some stuff that happened. My teen years were not fun. They were not fun. They were very challenging. And I did a lot of stupid shit for attention because I was so lost. I was, you know, we moved away from my family when I was young. 
my mom's side and uh, you know my dad got remarried to a woman with four kids and it was just a chaotic time and i was just playing hockey and trying to fit in and man it was rough but there was some times that popped up in my life that i was like oh that's the reason i forgot about that so I guess the medicine, that was kind of the first step at showing me like, oh, these are the things, this is where things got fucked up, you know, on the timeline. This is where things sort of, you know, this is where things you kind of lost and unraveled a little bit. So, and it, and it, and it showed me that. So I was like, okay. So I looked at it with, with gratitude and I looked at it like, okay, wow, this is interesting. So I was like, oh, you know, you did well, good job, you know, and it was super gentle. It was a gentle night. And yeah, the, the medicine there, I just kind of lied there. It was a little bit, I could have probably taken more that night, but I didn't. And I was just kind of like restless. And then the, the ceremony ends. So it goes on from about 8.30 until around 12.30, 12.45. And then after that, you can go up to the star deck and you can look at the stars and it's just beautiful. So the first night was super chill for me. Let's talk about the second night, my friends. When I finished the second night, I basically said that that was the it was the most challenging night of my life. It was like a night of a living hell. And after the first night, the next day we went and we sat with the maestros and a couple of the facilitators, and they basically asked, you know, what's your intention? Like, what do you want to find insight with? And I said, again. I want to, I feel like a block. I feel like there's something that is holding me back. I feel like I want to help people. I want to create this massive empire and help so many people. And there's something there that's blocking my true potential. And the maestro basically said to me, you need to develop self-love, you know, in order for you to reach your true potential you need fully to love yourself and he had said in order for me to love my family and love my wife i need to fully love myself and i knew that in theory i've talked about it you guys i've talked about self-love a lot but i didn't know what that really meant so um i thought okay great how can i love myself more you know like how can i do that and I thought, oh, this, this is probably going to be an easy night. It's going to be, I'm just going to learn to love myself. And that was not the case. So I drank one and a half cups. The medicine, it's, the stuff is disgusting. It's, the, the taste is just, oh my God. And as the nights go on, you just, it's harder to stomach. So, um, yeah, so the first night, sorry, nobody, there's people purging, but it wasn't that bad. And then this night, I went into it. And shit got really hard. I had to sit in the darkness. Like the entire Maloka, the room was like a giant black swamp of hell. It was like I was living in a, a legit nightmare. Like if you guys have been in a nightmare, you know, when you wake up and you're like kind of sensitive to like go to the bathroom or anything, you think there's like a monster there or like you're just really sensitive. That's what I was like the whole night. And it was really scary. I started to get visions, not as much visions as, but like the room was like morphing into these scary things. And 
the maestros looked like these like swamp characters and it was really really scary and i was panicking but and then i asked myself like what does this have to do with self-love and then the download for me was in order to fully love yourself you need to fully love your shadows and your darkness you need to love the darkness as much as you love the light and what my download again was was that I have been spiritually bypassing all of my dark moments of my life. What happens is with spiritual bypassing, the definition is sometimes in personal development, we learn tools to be positive and push things away. And we, we don't really deal with them. So Carl Jung's philosophy is in order to bring in order so basically you, you need to bring the unconscious to to the light otherwise it'll dictate your life and you'll call it fate because of all the unconscious programming that is there if it's not dealt with that is like what's dictating your life so a lot of times in the spiritual in the personal development world we're told that be positive be positive be positive and that's what you want to be but you also need, you can't use those same tools against yourself and ignore the fact that we need to feel this shit. We need to feel the pain, the sadness, the madness, the, 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 the spectrum. There's a spectrum in everything. You know, there's the dark and there's the light. And in order to fully embody the, the light, you need to fully embody the dark. And that's where things like clicked for me. So it, the medicine told me that you need to sit here for this entire night until the sun comes up you cannot go i couldn't go anyway i couldn't get up i was too petrified like i could see i could see entities dark entities running around like it was really it was really scary and um it was exactly what i needed like <laughs> like it was just so profound and i sat there and every time things got really scary, I sat up and I just sat in a meditation position and I just looked at it. I looked out into the scariness. I looked out in the shadows. And when I got tired, I lied down for a minute, but then I would try my best to just look it in the eye. You know, there's a saying, a king doesn't look away. And you need to look into the shadow. Don't run away, sit with it. And that was the message I was getting was sit with it. Sit with the discomfort, sit with your demons, sit with the dark, because you need to love them as much as you love the positivity and the light. The acceptance of the darkness is just as important as the acceptance of the light, right? So to fully love yourself, you need to love all of it. You need to love your stories. You need to love your past because it's your unique makeup, your unique blueprint of your life. So... <clears throat> If you have a past that you're not proud of, and if you have things that you've done that you feel aren't worthy of addressing, or like they're just you're embarrassed or whatever, we you gotta bring those to light. You gotta sit with those and love them and accept them because you're here because of those things. It's it's your unique blueprint. It's it's super. It's it, the shadows are just as important, and that's and you gotta learn to love those just as much. Right? So that was my main download for that night was 
in, I can't run away. I can't have the diversions of life. Oh, I'm going to sit. I'm discomfort. I don't want to work or I'm uncomfortable. So I'm going to go run away and have a coffee or I'm going to go and distract myself. I'm going to go eat or I'm going to go sleep or I'm going to all the things go on my phone. It was like, no, you need to sit here until the sun comes up and then you may go. Right. So I sat there. It was, it was hell. <laughs> Finally, the sun came up at 5.30. I got outside, and I've never been so fucking happy to see the sun in my life. I almost cried. I went up and saw the sunset, and I have never looked at the sunset and, and light like I did that morning. And it was the, one of the most powerful moments of my life. And it's the dualities. It's the dark and the light that you can really appreciate the light when you fully appreciate the dark and you fully feel it. It was just so beautiful. So my insight to you guys is we need to, as a whole, we need to be able to sit and process our dark, our shadow side, but we don't want to sit there too long. That's the difference. We don't want to become our shadow, but we want it to be addressed and to love it. And then we need to let it go, right? We need to get comfortable with it, but then we need to know how do we release this, right? So that was a huge, huge night. And I shared it the next day. And the one, I just want to add one thing. The one downside about sharing these stories is that they talked about this. Is it, it feels like it kind of dilutes the experience a little bit because you can't explain it as much as you can feel it. But I really want to, I felt called to really explain this because for me, it solidifies the experience more. And I won't forget. So I've explained this story to a few of you know, my close friends around that have been here with me. Some people choose not to really go into detail. But for me, I think it's important because I, you know, having a podcast and, and I really want to like explain to you, you know, the, the, the pieces of it. And I think for where I'm at in my life, it's important to tell you guys. So, um, but again, sometimes words just don't do it justice. And I'll get into that more on the third night, but. So the second night really taught me a lot. One of the most important nights of my life. Um, and yeah, so this, the, the third night, I took two cups. I had a really good sleep. I made sure to do all of the things. Like we have yoga right before the ceremony, which is awesome. There was a gym there. I made sure to sleep. I made sure to go for a sweat. I made sure to, you know, all the things. The food was just amazing. We got like... We had a we had a day in between, so we sat with the medicine for two days, and then we had a day off. So like that day off was key, you know, just eating and relaxing. So got a good sleep. Going into the third night, man, I was ready, and that was the most insane, crazy, powerful night. It I it really fully it really fully hit me. Like I did more medicine and I like went to a different world and <laughs> the visions, I didn't get like crazy colorful visions, but I definitely got visions and I started to get this overwhelming, like feeling of like this energy flowing through my body. That was just like, it's so hard to explain. Like, um, 
I was like sweating, but it was like this like surge of energy where I almost couldn't handle it. It was just like, oh God, like it was, it was like, it was so powerful. And at first I was like, oh, this is amazing. I'm just, I could run out of this room right now. And I'm like, I want to tell everybody this. And like, I was like, I got it figured out. And then the second that I thought I had the medicine figured out, she like took me on a different ride. And I was like, oh my God. Like she knows, like she'll fuck with you when you when you don't have reverence and enough respect in the moment. The medicine will mess with you a bit. And she took me on a ride and it's it was a very positive experience, but like I just saw like oh man, I saw so much. I had so much it was more about what I felt versus what I saw as well. So I tapped into this world of like really seeing universal intelligence like what we're really connected to in this world. Like I was looking up and I could see these stars and I was just like, wow, like we're part of this ecosystem, this universal intelligence. And I also was connected and got the insight about universal or sorry about um, life force energy that, you know, withstanding from sex abstinence, withstanding from all these things, these stimulants, it allows you to almost charge up this natural energy that we have within us. We deplete this stuff by giving away our power all the time. And then we need to consume things to give us things to fill the void that we don't have, but we actually have it within us. And what I got from my insights that night was you can create anything you want. It was like Lance, like, you know, cause my, my night that and my intention that night was show me my career path. How can I help more people? Like, what can I do? And it was like, it showed me, it was like, you can fucking create anything you want, but you need, if you can create from a place of life force energy and from love, that like real core feeling, you cannot fail. And I felt my success. Like I saw insight into my future about what it felt like to feel successful. And it was literally like, you have the opportunity to do whatever you want, but you need to believe in yourself. And up until this point, you haven't fully believed in yourself. If you believe in yourself and you come from a place of love, that true life force energy, you can create anything. And it's so hard for me, you guys, to quantify that feeling. But I saw it. I saw my potential. I felt my potential. I felt the energy. I felt like I was getting lightning struck with this like insight of power into my soul. And it was, it was so overwhelming because it was like, what do you want to create? What do you want to do? Like, like, what is it you want? Like, and I... It was like, say it and it's done, you know? And in theory, we know this stuff. Like if you're in the personal development world or you listen to Joe Dispenza, we, they talk about this. It's like, you can create anything you want, but you need, to, you need to put yourself in the position of it already happening. You know, that with a combination of work, like you can create anything. And I really believe that, the quantum level. Like if you can see it happening, you can create it. But it takes a certain amount of belief. It takes a certain amount of action, right? And my main downloads from that night was like, 
wow, like I can do anything. And that may sound funny to some of you, but it's what I needed. And I have doubted myself so much in my life since I was a teenager. You know, I was a very confident kid, but along the way, it's been tough. And some people are like, don't you see your potential? And some, don't you see like, you know, how, you know, how much you can like all these things people tell me and I go, no, sometimes I don't. I, I compare myself to others and I like doubt myself. And I, I wonder if what I'm doing is making a difference. And I really saw it from a different angle. I saw how others, others see me but I just saw myself as who I want, how I wanted to be seen. If that makes sense. Like <laughs> I saw, I looked at myself with love for the first time. I looked at myself with like, wow, you know, you're doing good, like good for you. You know, I've really cultivated this like love for myself and belief. And that was the message. You know, like if you really want to create something, you just need to fucking believe in yourself. And again, in theory, we know all this stuff, but I felt it. I saw it in a different dimension. I saw it in a different realm. It was like I was in this avatar world and I was like, wow, okay. And it was just so, so powerful. Then that night, the medicine kind of like, finished and I just had so much energy that I wanted to go out and just like I don't know and I ended up going up to the star deck and I had some like super profound experiences um, not going to get into too much detail about this stuff but um, I saw some really I was in a different dimension I saw some beings some light beings and it was so beautiful. And I've never seen different dimensions. I never tapped into that before. And, you know, I've had Elizabeth April on the show. I've had a bunch of different people who have talked about this, but like I've always had a very, I've a very skeptic. I've always been skeptic about this stuff. Like it's like, what is this bullshit or is this true? But I saw, I saw it. Like I felt it. I was in a different dimension. I saw these light beings and, I know it may sound crazy, but it was it was so powerful and sharing the love, what we're all going through, you know, with Aubrey and Vilana and Joe Hawley. Um, there was just so much magic, and you know, Vilana was doing the sound healing that was just like getting right into my soul, and it was just so beautiful, and you know her and Aubrey came over to me when they saw me kind of struggling because the, the medicine had reactivated after I had some tea and I was sitting on the star deck and I was just like, holy shit. Like this was re it was kicking in and he just came over to me and he started to help me breathe. And he started to do these tapping things on my chest while Violana sang to me. And it was just like the most beautiful thing. And it almost like it healed parts of my soul that were like, in a different place and it was just beautiful it's again hard to quantify but thankful for for those two for being there during that and yeah there was also waves of scariness that night too like there's times where like you go so deep into the medicine that 
there's parts of your ego that needs to die for parts of you to kind of re- be reborn. And I had to be at one with like dying. And I literally saw my body fade. Everything, all the stories in my life started to fade out. And I started to just become part of the astral. I just, I faded out into it. And you, and it's scary because the, the room all of a sudden just turns into this room, but you don't, you can't see anybody, the doors. Time felt like it didn't exist. And I was like, felt stuck in this world. And then that's where you can smoke mapacho where it like grounds you. But there was a time where I was like, holy, I just need to accept this. And, you know, you literally, your body sometimes starts to disappear into nothingness. And that, again, it's hard to quantify, but it's why if you wear like a rock, some sort of stone, something around your neck, it like grounds you. You can like, you can like, that's like what's real. And you start to question what's real when you're in these, when you're, when you're, when you're starting to get deep in this medicine, because like we're just energy and you start to question your your whole makeup of who you are as a person because they're just stories everything that's led you up to here is just stories your identity your ego is a bunch of stories that's made up that you hold on to and it creates your identity and as the medicine was showing me it's like these are just stories a lot of it's bullshit <laughs> like i need to do this or i'm this i'm this person it's like it's not you're just saying that you're that person right because of the experiences and it, it's stories that make up who we are good or bad right but in that medicine sometimes you need to like let go of it and you need to forget that those stories in order to create new stories so there were some scary moments but that night waves of that happened and i was just i've never felt so grateful when i started to kind of piece back together everything my hands my body and i was just like whoa i'm back and again, the spectrum of gratitude of when you feel like you're losing yourself and you have to let go. And then when you come back, you're like, I'm so grateful to be a human. Like I was so grateful to see other humans because I felt like I faded away into the into nothingness. And on the star deck, the reason I started to tell this was that I started to fade again. And having people around me and having that song sung to me and it allowed me to kind of remember who I was because it's so easy to just fade off into the existence. And man, it was just so powerful. Like so, so powerful. It was beautiful. You know, I was journaling. I did, I was doing push-ups. I was listening to music, his dance party. It was crazy. Like I, I can't even explain it, but I tapped into something that I'd never seen before. And it was fucking amazing. So after that night, I basically was like, I'm good. I don't ever need to do this again. I've seen it. I've felt it. I'm good. Like, I'm done. I'm not going to sit with the fourth night. <laughs> and when I started to say that, it was when that second wave kicked in. And it was almost like, she's like, oh, really? You're not going to do it? Okay, I'm going to fuck with you. And it's like I did one and a half ceremonies that night. So that yeah, I had some tea on the star deck. It kicked in again. And then that's when I said that I kind of went into it again. That lasted for a little while. And then when things started to come down, went back to my room and that's when I had a little dance party and I was kind of back intact with everything. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> it may sound crazy, but I'm just giving you guys the insight. Um, it, was, it was nuts. 
and I just journaled and uh, it's crazy. But yeah, after that night, I, I was like, I get it. I saw the world. I was there. I felt it. I was deep enough in the medicine, but I was, it, it took a lot out of me. So the next day I was like, ah, you know, I'm only going to do a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Cause like, I didn't think that my brain could handle it because I was so tired and like all these things, all these stories, all these things popping into my head. And this night was very important. Number four, as much as it sucked on one side, it was very important. So the entire day I was like, should I take two cups or should I take one cup? And I went into it like, oh man, okay. I don't think I can handle it. I'm going to have one cup because the one cup I had the first night was super gentle. <laughs> and man, did I learn a real lesson that night. I took the first cup and basically as soon as I took it, she was like, you need to take another cup or I'm going to make your knife night uh, a living hell again. And I was like, oh, no, but I can't handle it. Like, like there was no voices. Like, I want to be clear when you hear this, it's like this intuitive, loud inner voice. It's like, I never, some people here specifically hear mother ayahuasca talking. I, I didn't, but it was like this, like, you got to take this, you got to take more. You're going to sit in this like discomfort. And I was like, ah, oh, forget it. I'm fine. I ignored it. And it sucked. It kicked in. And it was just like this, like scary annoyance. It was almost like, again, it was the room turned into these, I saw like these like sharp teeth in like the Madloka. And it was almost like everybody, it was like I was in the movie, the alien and everybody was walking around. They had these big heads and I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is weird. And I was like seeing like my visions were like these like weird, scary things popping up and kaleidoscopes coming and like these like eyeballs and, just like overwhelming and i was like oh my god i'm stuck in this this is going to be how am i going to get out of this like it was really really tough and i wasn't deep enough in the medicine to like fully let go so my kind my ego was sort of intact still but i was still in it enough that it was like uncomfortable so it's almost like i should have taken more because it would have taken me out of my head even though it would have been more overwhelming so that was what i learned is you got to take enough medicine. And immediately the lesson was this. It was like, here you go again, not trusting yourself that you can handle it, right? The, the main lesson from that experience was the night before when you were scared. So the second night I took one and a half, I was scared shitless. And then I stepped up and I took two so that I was rewarded for that. On the other side of fear is a reward. And I faced it the second, the third night. The fourth night, I ignored that. I thought I could have an easy night. I was scared to take two because I didn't think I could handle it. And I was making up this like projection in my head about what would happen if I took two. So instead, I had to live in the world of not doing it. And that was even more uncomfortable than taking it. So even though I was tired and I wanted an easy experience, I actually had a really challenging draining experience so you can't escape it is what i'm getting at and that was the message is that you can't escape it. there's no such thing as like a free ride you know like you gotta like believe that you can handle it and it, it was it was the download was you need to face your fucking fears when you're scared and you need to look at a fear as in uh, you get a fear response that 
the trigger of a fear is something stepping up to you and saying you need to gra- you need to go into this because it's almost calling you and when you step into that on the other side you get rewarded for it there's a reason you're scared of things and that was like what i was getting at and i'm not saying go be stupid and do stupid things but it's like the little fears in our lives the little things that we're like, I'm scared of that. I don't want to do it. It's like, there's a reason you're scared. And I believe that that trigger is, is something that we need to pay attention to. Like, why am I scared? Right. And whenever we face those things, there's always this bliss on the other side, right? You got to go in the cave to find the treasure. That was my main message that I needed to learn that night. It was like, you, you know that when you face your fears, you're rewarded, but you didn't want to face your fears of taking two cups because you couldn't handle it. So now you're going to be stuck in this fake imaginary world that, or you're going to be stuck in this world of you tried to play it safe. So you're actually not any safer than you would have been if you faced the fear, right? And when you face the fear, you're rewarded with something. And that was the main message. You need to believe yourself in your life. Again, it was like, you need to trust yourself. The medicine was like, you didn't trust the medicine and you didn't trust yourself that you can handle it. So, and I don't know, for whatever reason, I still, my body, I think, oh, I can't handle it. I might have a heart attack or I might die. It's all bullshit. Our bodies are resilient. There's this fear that I can't handle things. And the, the main download of that last night was like, you can fucking handle it. You just need to believe in yourself that you can handle it. And you need to know that on the other side of your fears, you are rewarded. And that's the way our lives work. It's like every little bit of fear that we face is like a new reward. Those are the gifts. That's the gifts from life. Facing the fear is the gifts. And it's the same, you know, facing your adversity, you guys, like really unpacking what adversity is when you face that shit when you when you run into adversity you're rewarded on the other side and in order to face that adversity you need to believe yourself you need to believe that you can do it that you are powerful we are powerful humans we're here for a reason so that was the main thing that i got out of that is it was a challenging night but that was the message and that was how the medicine works it's like you have to come from a place of being empowered versus victim it's like sometimes if you don't have the tools or you don't have the right perspective with this medicine, you can look at things like, oh shit, why did that happen to me? And why is this? And why is that? And you can take everything literally, but not everything is literal that you see. A lot of things are metaphors. And sometimes you just need to be curious for the lesson. And I got exactly what I wanted. Each night was a piece of the, the journey itself of like how to become and tap into my true potential. I discovered where it stopped. I discovered what's stopping me. I discovered what I need to do and how that's possible. And then I, need, I also saw what happens when I don't believe in myself and I don't face my fear. So it was just such a beautiful experience. And sometimes we can't get there with other modalities, right? And I believe now that definitely this is not for everybody. I want to say that this medicine is powerful and you need to there's there's a protocol but if you do feel called to it and you're at that point where you've done a lot of the things you've done the hypnotherapy you've done the breath work you've done the meditation you've done the things and you want to try a different modality of healing that you may have not unpacked out of your subconscious this may this may help you but again 
this medicine is no joke and it needs to have a lot of respect and reverence. So um, I would highly recommend it to somebody that is curious about it. But again, you need to have a respect for it. And oh man, I can't speak enough. It was probably one of the most powerful weeks of my life. Um, so many lessons of just realization. And this was stuff that I knew intuitively, but it's almost like it's allowing me to see it again. And I believe that our life, and this is one of my mentor coaches, Eric Godsey, he talks about this. Is it's, a, it's not a journey of self-discovery, but it's like a journey of remembering. It's like we already know who we are at the core intuitively, but it's because of the stories and the events that we learn over time, the traumas, it's like we forget. And when we need, we need to like remove all of that shit and unlearn all that shit to really remember who we are. And that's what I felt like I did. And basically, the downloads that I got from her for an action plan was, number one, I've, the feeling of coming, I have to come back next January to do it again, kind of like a checkup to, to see. And um, I was getting the download to do a 10-day Vipassana meditation retreat, which was, which was interesting. And also... I kept getting the feeling that I had to start getting up at 4.30 and connecting to that life force energy in the morning. And this is one thing that's been challenging even since the medicine. It's, it's hard for me to get, I don't want to say hard, but it's like, it's, it's challenging for me to get up at 4.30 right now. And that is going to be something that is powerful. And from the medicine, it was, it was basically telling me like, everything is possible, but you need to be able to connect to that the life force energy and to do that you need to get up early and you need to do the meditation and you need to do some form of breath work to really get that going to start your day so it was showing me like yes you can create what you want but you have to be able to to, to meet me halfway here you have to be able to do the things in order to get you there and there's a certain amount of sacrifice and there's a certain amount of commitment you need to create what you want right and that was the thing. So I haven't started implementing the 4.30 wake-ups yet and the meditation and that. I have been getting up and doing it. But this is something that I do want to commit to. So those were kind of the things that the action steps that were kind of like given to me. Stuff I already knew, right? I've talked about. But it was, it reinforced. Like I, it shows how intuitively connected I am to myself already. Like all this stuff I already knew. But it was just showing me even more. It was like, Instead of me just having glimpses, it was like, bing, it's right in front of you. Here you go. So the level of commitment that we have to ourselves and, and, and the love we have for ourselves is going to be the level of success that we have. And that's what I feel is like, it's all about loving ourselves and doing what it takes to connect to ourselves. And when we connect to ourselves, we can create and we can do things that are going to impact people. And if we're creating from a place of fear, a place of lack, from our ego, of like, I got to do it because of this person, or I got to impress this person, I got to be accepted by this person. It's not the right way. We have to do it from a place of love, a place of, um, a place of soul. Soul is love, Intu intuition. Those, those, those feelings of like, those inspirational thoughts. We need to act on those, right? There's a lot of things in our lives where we get those fuck yeah moments. Those are the moments you need to just jump on right now. Whatever it is, write it down, say, whoa, I just had a fuck yeah moment. 
you know, the nine out of 10 feeling that you get that impulse. And for one thing that I have done well in my life is I've answered the call as far as like things that may have felt crazy, but I did them because I, they felt right. Like, you know, I've sold everything, moved to Australia, you know, coming on this trip during COVID. Like there's all these things that would seem crazy to people, right? I didn't go to university. I didn't do all the things that everybody was doing because I never felt, they never felt aligned in my soul. And even though I went down a dark path with drugs and alcohol and all that in the bar industry, there was part of me that was still honoring my soul path. And why I'm telling you that is that we get these glimpses, we get these things that pop into our psyche, into our awareness. And some of them are, you know, one out of 10, some of them are three out of 10, some of them are seven out of 10s. And once in a while we get like a, a fuck yeah, nine out of 10, nine, anything less than that, you know, it's not, I don't believe you need to, of course you can act on them, but they're not as important as the fuck yeah, as like the tens. Like you're like, I have to do this. If you don't honor that, I believe that the universe will show you and give you a bit of a smack on the face for whatever reason to show like, Hey, I'm just showing you this thing here. If you're not going to act on that, then I'm going to teach you a bit of a lesson. And I think that's how the world, the, the universe talks to us or God or whatever, whatever you believe. What this medicine really did to sum it up is it really showed me and connected me with my intuition and in that I am on the right path. There wasn't, I didn't see any like weird hidden trauma. I didn't see any scary things that I thought I may see. It was like, you're doing the right thing. You just need to fucking get out of your way. Like, you know, you've done the work. You need to just believe in yourself, face your fucking fears and just go for it. Right? Like, and of course, in theory, we all know that, but sometimes we need to go into the darkness and tap into the depths of hell in order to see that. <laughs> and that's what I did. So, you guys, I, I thank you for listening. I love you very much. I appreciate you. I'm still in Costa Rica. So, when I'm recording this, it's what, January 30th? Going to be recording, we're going to be launching my, my new book, Mastering Adversity, the crowdfunding campaign. Really exciting. I'm going to be asking all of you to support me. It's one thing that I haven't done is really sold anybody, anything on the show or my audience. But this is going to be one thing that I'm really going to ask all you listeners and all you amazing humans to alchemizing everything I've learned in the last few years, all of my life, all the adversity I've been through, plus the journey of healing and self, you know, reflection of myself and what I've learned from all these amazing people I've interviewed, right? And I want to alchemize that into a book. That's going to be called Mastering Adversity. But we're doing the crowdfunding campaign and we got to raise 10 grand. I'm pretty confident that with my network, we're able to, but I am going to ask everybody to please support me. So that's going to be very soon. All the links and information will be there and I'm going to be doing more promotions for that. But I just wanted you to just keep your heads up for that. And I'm very, very grateful and thank you ahead of time. If you guys got value from this, please let me know. Please leave us a review on Apple. I really am trying to get as many Apple reviews as possible because they really are powerful at for landing new guests. And just we have 100 and over 150 on Apple, but I want to get to 200 and 500 and all that. So I need your help if you guys could help me out with that. And DM me if you guys got value from this. I really appreciate it. One of my, we're, we're in um, Santa Teresa for a few more days and then we're going to head out. A couple of people that I'm with are going to be leaving to go back and going to be traveling. 
um, with one other person. We'll probably head up to Nasara and we're just going to explore. So it's a great place. There's a lot happening in my life and in my business and really getting clear on everything and writing this book. And it's like, it's go time, you know, 2021 is going to be a big year and I really want to impact as many lives as possible. And I'm super, super excited to share this journey with you guys. And thank you so much for, you know, supporting me along the way. It's going to be a big year and stay positive. Keep your head up. If you guys need any help with anything, please reach out. It's, uh, it's a crazy time to be alive, but this gives us a chance to really tap in and figure out what we can do and how we can be empowered by the situation, right? We're all in different situations, but we're all going to get stronger because of it. All right. Much love, everybody.